0: this is a dude studios production and hey i'm the dude you know sometimes when i'm working i don't have a lot of time to eat or even sit down but sometimes you just got to have something in your stomach otherwise you're just going to have a rough afternoon that's why i keep a raw rev nutrition bar in my backpack at all times that way if i just need something quick to put in my stomach i just grab into my bag i eat it it's good for you It has high-quality plant-based proteins, no soy or whey proteins. Uh, They're nutrition and diet-conscious ingredients, healthy proteins, fats and fiber, nothing artificial. And they've got a lot of these great flavors uh, like creamy peanut butter and sea salt, peanut butter, dark chocolate and sea salt, double chocolate, brownie batter, and birthday cake, and tons of other flavors. Go check them out, www.rawrev.com. Use Hey Bartender at checkout to get 5% off your entire order. Go to www.rawrev.com and don't forget to use promo code Hey Bartender. Now, Laura Hope in the Arctones, would you please help me get this started? Hey Bartender, hey bartender. ask me, me a drink. The reason that I'm here. Of the world. Welcome back to Hey Bartender podcast, people. This is your bartender Anthony speaking. Welcome back to the show. Uh, the, getting past that 200th episode, that was a lot of fun uh, talking about other things. You know, we just got past Labor Day, and now we're all back at work. Yippee, Ka motherfucker! But uh, you know, at least uh, you know things are still uh, going somewhat okay. We're trying to stay open-minded. We're st- trying to stay friendly out there. It's not helping to me that uh, every Karen gets published uh, on uh, TikTok and YouTube. You know, why do they get all the uh, attention? Well, why why can't I have some attention? Maybe I need to go uh, pick on somebody because they park their car weird or uh, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, enough about that. Um, You know, also another thing that I keep seeing coming up on TikTok now uh, you've all heard about this liquor called Malort's. Uh, first time I heard about it is when I had uh, the Situation Chicago guys uh, come on and talk about Quiet Pterodactyl. And they said, they. I asked them, like I ask everybody that comes on my show, bring me a drink. You know, I want a drink special. And they came up and said, okay, here you go. There's, here's this stuff called Malort. And they talked about it as if, it was kind of a joke for newbies, like people on their 21 run. Oh, you want a shot? Here you go. And they said, you know, it was an interesting taste, definitely acquired taste. So all of a sudden I start seeing Malort pop, pop up all over on social media and nobody ever talks about it. They just talk about the bottle. They talk about giving people the shot just straight up. So, I decided I'm going to go search in the internet and look for a mixed drink that you can use with Malort's. So this one's for you guys out there in Chicago. Uh, something with a little Malort in it. This drink comes from the theliquorbarn.com. It is called the Swedish Seed. Uh, ingredients include one shot of Malort, one sh- uh, shot of root liqueur, one egg white, one quarter... No, three-quarter ounce of uh, lemon juice, one-and-a-half brown sugar honey syrup, and two dashes of Angostura Angostura bitters and ice. Sorry about the Angostura thing. I don't know how to pronounce that. Directions go as follows. Uh, Step one, combine the malort root liquor and the egg white in a shaker or class no, or in a glass with other uh, glass turned over in the rim. Shake shake the shit out of it. Step two, uh, add lemon juice, brown sugar, honey syrup, and the bitters to the shaker in a large scoop of ice. Shake well again. You really got to shake the shit out of this one, I guess. Strain and pour into a cocktail coupe glass. Garnish with an orange peel for zest. And so that's how you make uh, a drink with Malort. And uh, just because, you know, I want to uh, just see if there was something out there because, uh, you know, a lot of people just talk about it and they say it's an acquired taste. And I ultimately just got curious if anybody is taking the time to make a cocktail with it. So there you go. Uh, the uh, Remember, the drink is called Swedish Seed. I don't uh and uh you know, maybe you guys in Chicago, let me know uh what you guys think of it. I would love to hear about it. Uh and if you want to contact Hey Bartender Podcast, just email me, dude at hey or you can message me on any of the social media services, uh Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All of those are at Hey Bartender Podcast. You know, in the last week, uh, I was sitting back uh, listening to all these stories of uh, potential people that could be on my show uh, that I um, see on TikTok talking about their server life, their bartender life. Yes, I do refer to them as potential people that could be on my show because I send them all messages, please be on my show. And uh, I listen to their stories, listen to them talk. They're a lot of fun. Uh, A lot of people have... uh, you know, great stories to go along with their lives on TikTok. But I started uh, all of a sudden reminiscing about days back when I was a teenager, before I was a bartender, before I was a server uh, of the days in high school or the nights, actually, I should say in high school where my friends and I would get together and have coffee late at night or, you know, sit in, the local uh, diner, whether it was Denny's, whether it was Sherry's uh, and just sit and talk and drink coffee all night long. And, you know, it was, it was cool uh, to hang out with your friends. I was going through kind of a rough patch at that time. I was about 17, I think uh, around there. And uh, I started making uh, friends and we started hanging out on the weekends, uh, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, and just chill at uh, the local diner now most of the time i drink a coke because all, all my friends drink coffee but uh i just didn't like coffee at the time now uh it could be disastrous for the community if i don't drink coffee uh but i used to drink coca-cola while we all sat there and bs uh i made some new friends that were trying to you know get to know me and uh and they're really cool back then now the rough patch I was going through is because uh, right uh, right after my junior year, the school I was going to, private school, it uh, had decided that my uh, grades didn't meet with their academic requirements, so they asked me to leave. And I, you know, I was just really put off, and I was ready to shut everybody out of my life. You know, I'm, I was embarrassed. I was angry. And but I had a few friends that uh, managed to pull me out of that and keep me uh, from crawling into a little hole and disappearing forever. I mean, it was rough. I I honestly didn't do that well in school. I my grades were low. It was uh it was a miracle if I turned in my homework. It was a miracle if I got a passing grade. It was it was a huge miracle if I got a passing grade on any of my tests and. It was was just difficult for me for whatever reason. Back in the 90s, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when you didn't do your homework, you didn't uh, pass tests, they just accused you of not applying yourself to school. You just weren't paying attention. You needed to uh, really apply yourself and really uh, ignore the outside world and stop listening to music, stop watching TV you needed to concentrate because the school that I went to sat back and said they were a college prep school Everything that they were teaching you was in preparation to prepare for college and you know every day in high school I sat back and even from freshman year, I was sitting there saying, why am I spending all this time preparing for the next step when I just reached the next step and you know you know it was always, looking farther into the future when I uh, was having trouble with staying in the now. But uh, as soon as they let me go, uh, they told me he needs to find, uh, they told my parents he needs to go somewhere else because obviously we can't teach him. Well, nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, if a teacher says I can't teach him, they're pretty much accused of being a shitty teacher. I mean, especially when you're going to a school with uh, people that got a perfect score on their SATs, and they're members of Mensa. They uh, automatically sit back and uh, they teach at a high school of all places and say, "You know, uh, you know what? I'm better than you. There's no way in hell you can pass my class unless you actually lived in the book that we're about to read. So instead of going over to public school, I decided just to go to community college, try to finish off high school, which inevitably, Ended up me get just getting my GED. I just couldn't handle uh, school right at that point in time because my mind was pretty much uh, uh, in shambles. You know, I uh, couldn't. I wasn't. I was too scared to talk to my old friends to stay in touch with them. I was ashamed. I was depressed. And but like I said, luckily for me, after a little while, I had a couple friends that. Uh, you know, stuck with me, contacted me every once in a while, and I got to hang out with them. Uh, and ma- I made new friends, stronger, stronger friends. They were already friends when I was going to private school, but um, our uh, our relationships, uh, our bond became a little bit stronger. And then we started hanging out in diners together. We'd go in there. We it was because it was a place where we could go, uh, sit talk smoke cigarettes and uh, drink coffee until we felt like we needed to go home that was the times back then I mean uh, we weren't bad people we weren't there out there to cause trouble obviously if we were out to cause trouble we wouldn't be hanging out in the diner sitting around drinking coffee all night long now after a while it became uh, I became a coffee drinker but uh, you know it it was just our place to sit relax and we made friends with the waitresses sometimes uh and or the wait staff and sometimes we made friends with the managers but uh you know all of a sudden I had this realization not exactly an epiphany what's uh because an epiphany isn't that something good occurs to you then no this is the opposite of an epiphany where I realized something bad now I realize it's bad uh back when i used to hang out with all my friends we'd sit drink coffee you know the coffee back then was like a dollar and you got free real refills all night same thing with cokes i mostly drank coke and during that time we'd uh, have our ashtray emptied out about a two dozen times because all four of us sitting at the table were smoking and uh, quick public service announcement people uh if you don't smoke don't start because it's Tougher to quit than heroin. Not that I've ever done heroin, so I can't really compare it to that. Uh, it's just hard to quit. Just accept that. But we'd sit there for hours and hours, you know, maybe from eight o'clock till two in the morning, or you know, like ten o'clock until four in the morning. Uh, or, you know, we'd sit there. Sometimes there were even a couple times where we were there in the middle of a shift change, and all of a sudden, uh, occurred to me almost 25 years later, I sit back and I think, how well did we tip those people? Because we were taking up valuable real estate. Usually when we were there really late at night, the place really wasn't ever that busy. In fact, there was one time where we were at a Denny's where the waitress admitted to us because she knew us pretty well. She goes, I'm going to have to limit your time if, uh, if. If the table becomes needed, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And we totally understood. Yeah, that was totally cool. But we were there usually late at uh, night. There wasn't a lot of people there. Or even we would hang out at the diner and sit in the booth because we didn't want to go home and do our homework. Just sit there, work on our math or work on our, uh, our English paper, whatever. And it was... It was just uh, us taking up space the whole time. And it all of a sudden occurred to me, how much did I tip those people? Because I sit back and I think about it now. I sat there for four, six, eight, however many hours, just because that was the place where we could get away from being at home with our parents. And, uh, it was a place for us to decompress after school and it was, you know, you know, everybody's got to hang out. Everybody, everybody's got this place that they go. They like to go to. Uh, I mean, you look at any, uh, sitcom where teenagers are involved, happy days. They had Arnold's saved by the bell. They had the max. I mean, star Wars, you go down to the Tashi station and pick up some power converters, you know, that sort of thing. All of us had that place where we could hang out. And uh, since the coffee was a one-time fee or the Cokes were one-time fee, I bet you that I screwed over a lot of servers because uh, I would just have a Coke. They charge me for the Coke, uh, charge me a dollar for the Coke, and I'd give them a dollar, even though they probably refilled it six or seven times or... And or I took up space for more than two hours or four hours some in some cases. Come on, you people have hung out in places like that before. You know, everybody does it. I mean, sure, if I ordered a piece of pie or mozzarella sticks, I'd probably tipped a little bit more. But uh, you know, now I sit back and I think about it and I sit back and go, God, I really screwed over a lot of those servers. Just because they, in this case, they were technically babysitting me. Just making sure, you know, coming by you know, refill the coffee or refill the Coke. And, you know, dishes had to be washed. Uh, they, yes, they had to walk back and forth, but I never bothered them. It was never me rattling the glass on the table for a refill or something like that. It, it was just us having our conversation every once in a while the server would come up, talk with us maybe for a little bit as they're refilling our drinks. But it, I yeah, I was one of those people that I complain about that didn't really know how to tip all that well, and didn't realize that uh, I was taking up valuable real estate. And uh, it was, yeah, you know, you know, it. I look back on it now and I think, yeah, I was kind of a jerk about that but unknowingly a jerk. I mean, the waitresses were always really fr- friendly to us. When we came in, they always said, Hey, how, how's everybody doing? What's going on? Uh, how's school? They would, you know, ask us about our lives and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they never, I never got the impression really that they were like, Oh God, these people are going to sit at the table all night long. And I'm only going to get get maybe three or four bucks out of them. Uh, and you know, You know, they got a little bit more out of us than that. But, uh, you know, the length of time that we stayed there, I think should have counted for uh, how much we tipped also. But that's looking back 25 years. But in in my case, when I was growing up, my family, we really didn't go to a lot of restaurants. I was one of those uh, families where, you know, you say, let's go out to eat. And, uh, my mom's like, no, I got dinner ready at home. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we never really went out to eat. It was always back in the eighties and nineties. It was actually cheaper to eat at home than to eat fast food. Nowadays, uh, it's almost cheaper to eat fast food than it is to make your own stuff. It's less time consuming. That's that much is certain. Cause you see, I'm a, uh, currently a 44 year old bachelor and I sit back and think, okay, I just got off work I put in a uh, nine ten hour day. Do I really feel like cooking when I get home did I did I put the chicken out? no, I didn't did I uh do I have the stuff to make hamburgers? No, I don't uh, well, shoot I'll just uh, swing by uh, the fast food place or get it to go order real quick and just go home call me lazy. All right, whatever. But you know, um, we mostly ate at home when I was a kid. We didn't go out to dinner on any kind of regular basis. It was usually a pretty big deal when we did go out to dinner. And when the bill came, my parents never made a big deal about the tipping. They just put the money out, put out their, uh, uh, pulled out the cash out of their wallet put it down into the uh, the folder. I never knew about tipping, really. Uh, I think when tipping became blindingly obvious to me, it was when my family took our first trip, big family trip because, uh, you know, we just got out of Reaganomics, the Reagan era, and uh, my dad had a steady job again, finally, because uh, the 80s sucked job-wise for everybody. But finally, my family, uh, my parents were like, okay, we are now in a good financial state. We need to go on a big vacation. We want to take, because my sister was getting older. She was getting ready to go to college. I was getting ready to go to high school. And so my parents said, we've got to do a big family trip. I mean, bigger than what we've ever done before. So my dad decided to take us all to Disney World. And when we got to Disney World, I started paying attention to uh, the way dad was uh, acting around s- certain people. Like, uh, I, up, up until that point, we mostly stayed in uh, motels. And, you, you know, you didn't get help from anybody. But this was the first really, really nice hotel that we stayed at uh, off campus of uh, Walt Disney World just because it was cheaper. And I noticed my dad, when the guys helped us up with our baggage, he gave them a dollar or two. Or, uh, you know, we go to get something to eat, and Dad dad would uh, tip the waiter. I started noticing all this stuff, and I I went, Oh, oh, that's kind of cool. Dad giving a little bit, you know, giving a tip for... Uh, helping out and he actually said uh, said at one point I need uh, to have some change on me so I can tip the help or tip the server or whatever and that's when tipping became obvious to me I never really learned about tipping up until that point but after that it was uh, just kind of going by the wayside we still didn't uh, go out all that much on family dinners or anything like that but Eventually, um, the girlfriend I had at the time, she was she and I were talking about it, and I saw that there was uh, – I just lost a job working at an electronics store, uh, and I saw that there was an advertisement to go to a bartending school, and I so I turned and looked at her, and I said, well, what if I went to that bartending school because they have job placement assistants there? And she said, oh, yeah, you can make a lot of money uh, doing – uh bartending and serving uh she talked about how uh usually the tips that she made uh was she saved up in a shoebox and that was how they paid or how her and her ex-boyfriend paid their rent. And so I thought, well, you know, that you know bartending might be fun. You know, it might might be an interesting experience. And then when I actually started bartending, there was never At first, a uh, any moment where I sat back and thought, "Oh, well, you dick, you won't you uh, you tip me a dollar on a fifty dollar tab." At first, I was just, I think I was just desperate for money, and I was just any little bit is amazing to me. But um, you know, if I actually worked at a diner or something like that, yeah, I think I would become resentful of. Teenage kids just sitting there and just hanging out all night long. And which brings me to the point where I sit back and I say, if anybody that used to serve me in any of those diners that I used to go to with my friends and we'd hang out for hours on end, I am so sorry. Um, I understand now what you went through i understand now that we were taking up valuable space where you could have turned over the table and got somebody else in there so you can make a little bit more money uh but you know take it easy on the kids that just sit there and hang out because let's face it most kids are broke i mean hell i was uh i mean i it wasn't until i started working for mcdonald's it uh was where i actually had cash on me at all times before that it was just walking up to my parents and say hey can i borrow five bucks to go out tonight and they if they had it uh they would give it to me but uh other than that i mean it was it was just uh we were broke we wanted some place to go and chill out by ourselves and uh you know it just it was always a nice quiet dark atmosphere that we just wanted to hang out in so if you're an older uh, older people that are have young children or thinking about having children uh you might want to teach them how to tip in this day and age the way things are going um you know tipping there is a small possibility that tipping might go away i mean with uh the government right now talking about raising minimum wage to what did They say like 15 bucks. Uh, Maybe tipping might go away completely there. Some of you people that live in other countries that uh, don't have tipping. uh, You know, we're uh, American maybe trying to catch up with you a little bit to pay the service industry a little bit more livable wage. But until then, you know, you got to teach your kids to be uh, a little bit generous to realize that the person that, just brought all of that food, uh, brought you all the drinks, or let you sit in a solid space for hours, and yeah, you have to teach your kids a little bit of generosity. That's, uh, you know, just say thank you for letting me just chill out here for a little while, uh, and because, uh you know, like like I was taking up real estate. A very, very valuable real estate for some of those servers. They didn't seem to mind all that much because we were, let's face it, me and my friends were pretty fucking cool. But, uh, you know, it's uh, just one of those things. I sit back and think about it and I'm like, wow, I really screwed them over. Anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Get your ass up on up to this bar because I'm not going out there Too much to to trip on. You know, it's uh, coming up on uh, more holidays are coming soon. Everybody's probably getting their Christmas decorations out, and it's the beginning of September. Uh, Halloween decorations are already up, and, uh, you know, Spirit Halloweens, uh, they're popping up every single place. Hey, speaking of Halloween, I got this plan. Uh, I am going to do a series of tiktoks where i talk about some of the most haunted bars and restaurants across the united states been doing some research on it for a little bit uh, and i found all these really cool places on online and so uh if you're not following me on tiktok follow me by october 1st because that's when it's going to start and i will be giving you a brief story on some of the haunted bars around the united states But hey, if any of you guys have any stories where you've experienced some kind of ghostly feeling or if there's a ghost that hangs out in your bar, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I would love to hear about it. I would love to use it on the TikToks or even talk about it here on the show. Because if you guys remember in years past, I have done Halloween episodes where I talk about uh. Uh, ghost stories that people share from their bars with me it's a lot of fun remember to check out rawrev.com that's www.rawrev.com to go check out some really delicious nutrition bars and don't forget to use the promo code hey bartender at checkout so you can get five percent off your entire order but until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's Go? I just got hit.